0: Yes, if I come across as aggressive because I'm standing akimbo and I think that's, you know, very alpha woman, or I'm pointing at you because I think that that is very good, these are rude anyway. It is nothing to do with a man or a woman. Yeah. It is really to do with an aggressive stance. So being confident is very different from being aggressive. So body language has many parts there's kinesics, there's haptics. So the gestures, the posture, our deportment, all of that can actually put us in a zone of being confident or underconfident. Exactly. Exactly. So um, in the last session, when we talked about appearance, of course, appearance is really important for us to build trust and, you know, appear attractive and someone who's made effort and for doors to open. But beyond that, it will only open doors. It's our personality that's going to shape our reality. And in that comes all the other cues And communication is the biggest driver. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are people because of other people and the way that we behave with other people. Right. So body language is all the things that I say with my body. And everybody speaks, not with their mouth, but with their body. So, you know, um, Unam, if I was to say, hello, it's uh, so nice to see you all. And I say, hello, it's so lovely to see you all. It's so nice to see you all. My gestures, my facial expressions, the way I lean in forward, the way I've actually used my body to enhance my verbal communication really works. And very often because we don't, uh, we're not in front of a mirror, we cannot see what our body is speaking. And we may be saying something, but our body may be reacting differently. So, you know, body language experts can even know when i'm interested in talking to you because either my body is angled and facing you or it's angled away or even if my toe is pointing away it's almost looking like when will this wrap up when will i go away so nisha one more thing like there are many
1: tags associated with women sadly that you know zyada tez you gotta be elegant in your other in your femininity so uh, you know how far then that kind of body language goes is it like uh, not appropriate to have that kind of body language or that kind of communication skills if the girl is loud and as per society, she should not be.
0: You know, ye badi ki si <laughs> and while yes, you're uh, right that people are quick, perhaps in closed societies and uh, closed environments are quick to judge a woman who uh, laughs loudly or behaves a certain way. These are all, very outdated and today. I think that if you are still waiting for validation, then I think that you haven't really understood your own worth and you're still uh, slotting yourself into genders of woman and man and at work, it's gender neutral. And so therefore, nothing should define you. But yes, there was a time, punam, that women have always been dictated to. But down the years, they were dictated to till they have come into their own. And after the 90s, I think there is no looking back. So there was a point women even dressed a particular way, power suits with a lot of padding, which is, of course, come back in simply because they wanted to come across as more powerful. But now that they have come into their own, whether they're picking up Olympic medals or going into space or being fighter pilots, I think that it is so lovely if they can still retain the feminine side and yet be strong. So I really don't need to sit with my legs apart or stand in a kimbo. I can still be feminine and yet I can be strong. I don't need to prove my femininity by trying to, uh, you know, uh, emulate a very masculine behavior. I don't need to don't need to be graceful to walk a particular way, to sit a particular way, to always look, you know, poised and graceful. That isn't because you're being dictated to, simply because you understand that it's lovely to be a woman. And why not enjoy this side? Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: But there are certain girls, you know, who like to have that tomboyish kind of uh, lifestyle and they like to hang out with boys and they like to, you know, imitate their body language. Uh, So what about that? I mean, are they then not uh, living their lives to the fullest?
0: You know, this is a completely different topic now. It's about who you identify with within. And this is a raging topic today when we either talk about even LGBTQ or transgender or we talk about how a person is feeling within. That's a completely different way. No one is trying to curb your personality. If you're a tomboy and you like riding bikes and you like doing things which uh, are supposedly boyish, please go ahead and do it. But be confident. That even if you get, you know, uh, uh, brickbats for it or people kind of look at you in a strange way, it shouldn't bother you at all because that's your personality and it's keeping you happy. Even in politics, if you notice any of the presidential debates, you'll notice that powerful body language is used to overpower or to come across as, you know, the winner. And one can learn these But also, body language can establish you um, as a trustworthy person. If I make eye contact and I look at someone and I smile, it shows equality, it shows parity, it shows I'm confident. But if I'm looking down, or I'm always hiding uh, my mouth, or I'm kind of always, uh, you know, kind of scratching my neck. Other kind of signals come across, perhaps I'm not really telling the full truth, there's something I'm hiding, Um, I'm a little uncomfortable, or um, I'm kind of uh, uh, evaluating something, or I'm pensive, there's so much that can be read through what your body speaks. So to be aware that the words that I'm saying, and what my body is saying should be the same, so that my message being conveyed to the observer or the listener is powerful. So, for example, just now, what you just did—you leaned into what I said. Mm. So it was, oh, I have given you my focused attention. Right. And this is a very important part of communication: is active listening. Mm. You know, all of us we listen because we want to give a response. Because our mind may be "I must respond to this." But empathetic and active listening is huge. And just now, your whole body language of leaning in and looking at me was undivided attentive in the moment listening which is a huge part of now the C the communication part but it's body language but it's attentive listening so uh, kudos to you
1: it's making me freeze now into this posture should I just <laughs> remain in this posture because <laughs> undivided <laughs> attention I must give you are my guest <laughs> again look
0: at your uh, the way your hands were open body language mm-hmm. the minute there is open body posture it's welcoming it's warm it's expansive I'm using my body you know, to use the space. I'm not shrinking in. So sometimes when we are underconfident, we don't want to be seen and heard, we shrink our space. And then when we're confident, we kind of enlarge our space and enlarge the space around us simply because everything about us is open. And that also establishes trust. Right. So eye contact is very, very important. And a universal body language, Tamil Bole, Bengali bole, uh smile. It's in every language is the same.
1: Yeah. <laughs> how to practice body language how to really practice it how to be mindful to keep reminding of these body languages you know so that it becomes a part of me so
0: uh, there's a whole lot of videos if you're a learner by watching others or from today itself start observing there is nothing like being a scanner you know the koreans have an art called nunchi and it is nunchi it mm-hmm. is that you are such a keen observer, that you know that if you were to step out of the room and come back, the dynamics and energy of the room has changed. Hmm. But to be able to observe what someone was doing earlier, how someone is seated now, what are they looking at? So it only comes from the powers of observation. And again, we come back to the point, am I in the moment, if I'm in the moment, I'm going to have my senses about me, and I'm going to be observant we learn by observing right so if one is observing all the time then you will be able to see what someone is saying and what their body is saying and you'll be mindful of the fact that i wonder if i'm doing that
1: yeah what exactly is communication skills coming to communications is it all about how good and polished english you speak and appearing to be in you know an elite class or what is it about (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's nothing to do with aap kaunsi language mein communicate karte hai, not at all. So communication kya hai? Mm-hmm. I have a thought, an idea, a message that needs to be conveyed to someone. So uh, there will be the source and there's the receiver. Mm-hmm. So say I want to communicate something to you. My idea. It doesn't matter ke mein si language mein baat kar rahi hun, but what matters is ke jo mere shabd alfaz honge, what kind of message are they carrying how am i saying it mere jo uh, diction hai mere jo phenk hai roop hai Dhal hai does it really work and make me an interesting uh, you know communicator and so does it keep the attention of the listener riveted onto me ya jis tarike se main baat karu boring and monotonous hai ki wo dusra insaan nahi sunta na chahta and the communication cycle, punam tabhi complete hogi, jab, main kuch bolu, aap actively sunen, comprehend karein, aur phir, ya to positive positive, jise kehtein, positive strokes dein by, uh, hmm, yes, of course, ya paraphrasing, ya mujhse poochna questions, aur phir wo aage bade, ya jispe action leeni hai, otherwise it is a lost communication. So, you know, uh, when we had talked about appearance and body language, when we see a stranger, 55% what happens is the visual. It's our appearance or body language, our presentation. 38% is our tone of voice. And a lot of friction and arguments are not by just the words, but the tone of voice. I'll show you an example. बताँगी. And 7% are our words. Now, actually, in this 7% of our knowledge, skills, life experiences are kept. But if our body language and our tone of voice is not correct, so, nobody gives us the time. So, supposing I say to you, I have no time to do this. I have no time to do this. I have no I have to I to I to I to I to I to I you know? right. So communication is the crux of human existence and effective communication is really when the listener has comprehended everything that I have said because the message coming from me is within those parameters that we are talking about. So only then will a person listen and feel and conversation skills. You know, Poonam, Jabham, uh, a lot of people think ke looking good, pe sab kuch ho gaya. actually not. Uh, vanilla ice cream, vanilla is tasty, but plain. If mm. I want to add all the uh, yummy things to it, toppings, न, so if I want to make my personality memorable or remarkable or something that is remembered, then my communication has to be so brilliant that beyond my appearance, now I've got my listener riveted mm. because I'm interesting, I'm witty, there's humor, there's intelligence, I'm aware of things that are happening you know, in the world and I'm communicating them. Too. I mm. have Exactly what you did. Brilliant listening skills. Sometimes we don't want answers. We don't want someone to speak. We just want to be heard. So that's a huge part of communication.
1: But what if if I don't get a chance to speak up?
0: Very wonderful point that you brought up. Because, uh, you know, today what's happened is the world has been throwing so much uh, spotlight onto extroverts and people who are out there who can speak that we have a whole lot of uh, what are called uh, conversational narcissists or conversational hijackers. They hijack the conversation and it's all about themselves or they are waiting aapne kahani sunai, unki kahani talk that kahani. or if you have said something and they need to say yeah but this happened to me and here we boil down to the point that empathy is the crux of all communication. So um, If you are a person who has observed this or something like this has happened with you, never take it personally. The problem with us is we take other people's behavior personally and we let it percolate in and we think, oh, it's about me maybe personality is not impactful or strong or not. it is nothing to do with us it's to do with the fact that that other person did not have the bandwidth or the sensitivity to understand that conversation is a two-way process or if it's a group everybody must have a group say
1: mm-hmm. all
0: right so when you find that there is a repeat offender it can happen at work in meetings where you know somebody just hijacks the whole thing yeah that point listen Sometimes it can be because of excitement. Una. Sometimes it be friends. No, my turn, my turn, my turn. Let me say, mm-hmm. you can understand that. But if it's a repeat offender, there is nothing wrong. When you've started speaking, they've hijacked the conversation to say, but just a minute, please. I was finishing my piece or wait a minute. I have something to add. Nothing wrong in saying that because sometimes people are not even aware I have noticed this. I have a friend who often looks at me with a smile, like, see, I told you, I'm not heard. And I say, say your piece yeah of course I try to be her her mouthpiece and say just a minute she wants to add something but (laughs) really that's in jest but your point is very valid it's people have stopped listening Mm -hmm. people have you know it's become such a road rush whether it's in our communication or our living or our jostling and getting by that we've forgotten the art of listen everybody's in the lane everybody needs a chance so don't take it personally interject say your piece be a good effective communicator and a wonderful listener
1: yeah. Thank you so much for summing it up. See you next next episode, which will be L Able Ka, L L for Learnings. So I'm really looking forward for that. Good for me. Lately I was feeling like I need a